Welcome back, guys, to another episode of the New School of Thinking podcast, The Vent. Today, we're going to talk about hidden values. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Enjoy. All right, in five. I'm back. Welcome back to the new school of thinking. It's just Ren today. I'm joking. I'm back with Dean and Jamal. How's it going, guys? Oh, man, you're back. Oh, great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can you feel the love tonight? Um, no, thank you again for tuning in to another episode on the new school of thinking. It was an awesome episode last week on hidden agendas. And along those lines, I think there is... Um, a concept that we can definitely dive into on hidden values because I believe as much as there's an agenda which kind of creates like a criteria list there is different perspectives and opinions as well as point of views and players when it comes to the values within those agendas so I guess a, a situation would be Let's say you're working at a company and I mean, I've faced this a couple of times. I don't know if you guys have, but I would love to hear your stories on this of being at a company and then surprise one day you, you guys get acquired from another bigger player or someone you've been familiar with. And it kind of is a game changer. Like half the population is congratulating you for that um, milestone of being acquired, but then how do you feel about that? Are you, are you equally excited about it? Or are you nervous about the, the change in environment and the notions behind your, um, your comfort zone of what you've been working with in your, in your initial company? Have you guys faced anything like that? I mean, I, I'm, I would say I've had a similar situation and it's kind of, it's weird. You know, it's like you're excited for change because change is not always bad but then like you're kind of at a standstill or at a loss in the sense that you're losing out on what you enjoyed because you don't know what's coming right so it's like it's i think it's a a catch-22 um it depends on your uh way of handling change and like if you're excited for new opportunities and learning experiences but it could also be the opposite where you should be aware and you should be concerned because you don't know what's happening and if you have a lot of responsibilities or things counting on your job it's like what's going on you know so yeah how about you Jamal like it's like you you don't know what to expect right like if you're if you have that change drastically or something's just been announced yeah of course you, you at first you could be excited and you could be like wow if it's if it's a player in the game that you you know you're familiar with and you admire what they've done right and you agree in the direction that they're going then that's something like yeah i'm, I'm excited about this hmm. no but you dean you really brought up uh, a point earlier of you know it's almost like what you were comfortable with and then you're putting that against what you don't know. So that's where it's it's kind of interesting where can is that even a fair fair game of putting what you once knew against what you don't know and that new change and not knowing what to expect, how are you able to evaluate whether or not that change is good or bad or if you're actually genuinely excited for it? 
Yeah, I, I get where you're coming from, but I think, I like me personally, I am I am kind of excited, but I'm also hesitant, and that's just me as a person. But you can argue that um, changes is only gonna make you grow and get make like that's probably the hidden value I'm looking at here is it's gonna help you grow and it's gonna push you out of your comfort zone. To it's a forced push into a new direction to try out and see how it goes right so you have to look that's how I'm looking at it but it's also like there is that negative connotation of I don't know what to expect and you know what I mean and that weighs in and it kind of makes me reminisce about like my job in the past but on that so. note though do the people around you like for example it's not just yourself like as an individual getting acquired and i think that's where from um jamal jamal i know you shared a story with me uh, earlier and i'd love for us to to share that here on the individual like growth opportunity but when it comes to an uh, entire company being acquired it's like do the people matter around you dean to make that decision to pursue or create that that uh, open perspective for that change or do they not because you do have the differences in people uh, feeling that the change is good are you going to commit to that change with the people that are going from your initial company or are you willing to kind of just make your own decision based on evaluating evaluating your own opportunity like does it matter to you who comes with you or like is it more of an individual feeling hmm that's a good question. I mean, I think environment plays a factor as well, right? So, like, surroundings can be negative. Um, truthfully speaking, I think it, it does come down to you and how you how you handle the situation. But uh, it could be, like, when you see colleagues and friends and, like, their reactions, like, it, it, it's kind of very disruptive in the sense mm-hmm. that you don't, because everyone handles things differently going back to your point so mm-hmm. um that can have that can have an impact right yeah it definitely influences your decision on your thought process right but again that comes from the unknown like if you happening and if you're not keep abreast of the information then you don't have all the information mm-hmm. look to the external factors which is the people around you <clears throat> right so i think i think that definitely yeah you're right dina has a it has a uh, it has a place in your decision-making process for that change, whether you're forward or against it, wholeheartedly, half-heartedly. But um, you were also right in saying that it should be your decision. And that's tough, though, be because I want to say, like, I, I want to challenge right, you from, you know, the there. company that is acquiring yours company right mm-hmm. now, they have acquired you based on your success as a unit, as a whole. So it's a responsibility game now of transitioning right. and being transparent about that whole process like do employers have the um responsibility and can they be kept accountable for telling you the truth about hey this is kind of on the radar like maybe a heads up or i need like you're important like i think there's so many different factors to it but i think it's detrimental to the employer or the the new acquiring company to feel as if hey like we've this is a success story for us. Like we've been built up in a way where we've been able to acquire this new bunch of talent, but little do they know that as 
much as they've done their due diligence to evaluate the risks involved of acquiring or not acquiring a certain company, they haven't put in much thought of understanding the risks that the um, potential new talent sees. Of like, they're actually taking a gamble on this new new uh, new company of like coping with their new strategies or not coping or just playing the game for a couple of months and uh, seeing how it goes. But it's like the one foot, one foot out, one foot in, one foot out kind of game, which is, it's, it's not healthy. Like as much as the change is nice and it's a milestone to be celebrated and people get, you know, they, they start hyping up on that, drinking their own Kool-Aid of awards and these ceremonies. But if the transitional period is not right or responsibilities are not taken to be transparent and respectful of that transition, because mergers are different and being acquired is different. So I mean, like that's a separate topic. But I think there's a there's a responsibility and um, a magnifying glass of seeing perspective on uh, from both ends because there's definitely risk involved. And I think from Jamal, like um, you know, seeing growth opportunities for you. So as an individual, you know, being in the world that you are, you're like gaining or gauging on different contracts and different opportunities, different roles of different titles. How do you look at those opportunities and how are you evaluating them? Because, I mean, I'd love to hear it from you. Well, I mean, I mean, you're, you're right in that it takes, there's two sides to the, to the decision or the change process, right? There's a side of the employer's right or who's who acquires whoever whoever it is and then there's the inside there's a side of the employee i don't i i don't know if i've seen it or i've experienced it well yet to see employers see eye to eye or see that employees are also evaluating the risks and taking um a leap of faith on their potential and their as in the employer's potential of providing them with the the right kind of growth but i don't know i don't know how we can evaluate that like what kind of questions have have you asked in maybe your interview processes to evaluate that potential of the employer dean did you have any insight on this i mean i don't think you can mm-hmm. really really tell it's the world is changing it's like building something um you build something for a purpose mm-hmm. but requirements can change because of external factors the market etc right so a business is always going to be looking to evolve and it's kind of created to make money right so in that sense um you can't really like they can tell you one thing but that's gonna be just a snapshot of time and based off of historical data they they can't really predict the future they can tell you their intentions and maybe that might be what you would have be looking for in interviews like to find out what is their intentions what is their plan and what do they want to do Mm -hmm. but it's like asking that where do you see yourself in five years or ten years it's really hard to say and i think that question I used to have a prepared answer, but you can't really have a prepared answer. And it's more of, you have to, I think the perfect answer to me would be like, you gotta be able to embrace change, ride the wave mm. and seize, seize the seize the day, right? You can't, you can't, um, you can't predict what's gonna happen. And you just have to be doing, living in the moment and do the best you can right now 
and uh, take it day by day because that's going to set you up. But I like to set like one to two year goals because I think that's realistic. Mm-hmm. Like it, in this year, I want to do that and this and this, etc. But but then again, like, it is time and it's still there's yeah. so much uh, movement for change. But like I think on the who part of it, because Jamal, I think you were you're trying to get into this. And I think I was trying I was really trying to push you to get into that part, too, of evaluating the who you know what you know when you're growing or the growth opportunities come about um and by the way i'm just gonna say growth is probably one of my favorite words thank you very much shout out to alex morrison um but when you're looking at uh opportunities within your company it you're evaluating different things like the who matters or does it or should it matter yeah i think i think the who matters especially when you're like in any situation, if it's within your company or outside of your company, right? If you're going into, if you're trying to go into a new company, you're kind of looking at who this company is and and what they stand for. Um, so it's the same type of situation. But um, yeah, I was trying to get into, there's an opportunity in my company and I'm trying to evaluate. I find myself evaluating right now if it's something I want to take on because I know the company very well. You know, I like them, but I also know that they do have their shortcomings. So is it something that I want to take the responsibility of and and put on my shoulders, right? Um, and that that's kind of where I'm stuck. I have to I have to, I guess look at the, the hidden value that I that I think there is, right? So that's do you that's see that. any right now. I mean, yeah. do you see any for you to even I mean, you're considering it, which already shows a lot, but that hesitation is also very clear. But yes. what when if you can if you can label that value, what are maybe your two the two values that you're tying to this new opportunity? The two values, I'd say the biggest value is growth for me, growth for for my career. I mean, um, I'm not I'm not a guy about titles or about rankings, but I know the rest of the the working world kind of is so having something like this on my resume definitely helps but right? how would you define growth maybe growth like again growth is a word the way that i use it the way that dean uses it the way that you use it is obviously different from your brief description there but how are you defining growth growth giving me the opportunity for i guess to be frank higher paid positions mm. in, in the career everyone's interpretation of growth is different right but the underlying fact the underlying commonality the um, message yeah is it's um growth is a positive change hmm. whether whether the event or um is good or bad right at the end of it the end result is going to be some sort of impact that it's going to affect your life and frankly, yeah. frankly, I don't even know if it's positive for me, at least my perspective right now in this realm that I'm in and the changes and opportunities, it's I'm looking at money like the higher the pay. I feel like I get I'm evaluating and putting a value on, of a price tag on my skill set that much more higher. And that's what growth looks like to me. That's how I'm defining it in this very moment in time at least for me, because impact and things like that, I think I get very jaded and we undervalue certain skills. And that's where I think a lot of employers also, you know, either take advantage that like 
your your impact or your wanting to create impact and change and influence is always there. I feel like that's part of people's personalities. That's part of who we are. Like we talked about character traits. Exactly. We talked about yeah. our DNAs, the traits that attract us and work work well with certain individuals. But when it comes to growth opportunities, especially when it comes to careers and jobs, at the end of the day, it's a job. The higher the pay, the higher my growth. Because it's my yeah. the lifestyle around it that comes with it. But yeah. I'm evaluating it with the price tag. Hands down. I don't yeah, really I think, care. I think, a lot of us, I think a lot of us are. Especially like at this age, you know, a lot of us are. And at the same time, um, it has to do with your experiences, where you're living, your your. You know what I mean? Like we we live in a pretty expensive city to live in, so you know that kind of has to influence where we, what we look for in a in a I mean, yeah. opportunity, right? And a good balance. Yeah. And yeah, Dean, I know sure. I learned this from yeah. you because you uh, you had mentioned like we had a pep talk before a couple of interviews in the past, and when answering that question about you know what is your salary expectation. Yes, you provide them with a, a comfortable number of either what you're currently making or what you are comfortable with, but you expand on that explanation of like, I'm not just looking at it as a number. I'm looking for that growth opportunity. I'm looking to mm-hmm. see myself grow with this company and then make my way up. And as I grow up in the company, I'm obviously making more money is the obvious answer. And I think yeah. that was a uh, that was a really good game changer, at least on um, finding a level ground, but it takes the like, right kind of leadership and employer on the other side or a hiring manager on the other side to Definitely. really hear that for what it's worth. Because I think right. when you state that, you're you're actually telling them like, I wanna I wanna see myself here for the long shot. I'm not just gonna provide you with the range. What does that mean? Like once you expire, right. or if you don't have that budget, th- like what are we really working on? What are we working towards? Right, but again, that's again, that's that's a hidden value, right? Mm-hmm. You have your values, they have theirs, right? They're always gonna have their their values that they're trying to protect, and uh, you're gonna have your values that you're trying to seek after, and you're trying to, yeah, right. I mean, an interview is like a two way thing, right? So, like, yeah, you're going in for to improve or help a company, but you also have to see what what's in it for you, right? So. Mm-hmm. Like when you give those kind of answers, it's like you, um, like I, I use those more as a tactic to understand, like, uh, like let's rewind here. So like I actually only apply for certain jobs based off of what the posting is and what the company, the leadership, and like what I've heard so far. But I use the interview as more of a, a testing ground to mm-hmm. see maybe what their agenda is or what what are their values and try to figure out figure out more of the team mm-hmm. or the company that you're working with so i do drop those like quite like hints at like i'm not here for the money i'm here for the the growth opportunity so when it does come to like questions like what is your pay what is that like i don't like to disclose that information because i want to know first of all am i the right fit if i'm the right fit then we can make something work right if not then like there's there's no point in me disclosing that information until like i know it's a mutual interest between the two of us it's like like when you apply for a job it's like a one-way street at this point right like yeah, you're the one the they call you in right but it's like you have to sell yourself mm-hmm. and I think, to I think make sure where, that think, yeah i sorry i think that's where i mean you, you said it right like a lot of people don't realize that it's not a one-way 
meeting. It's a two-way street. Like the employer, yeah. the potential employer has the opportunity and the right to interview that person to see if they would fit the company. But at the same time, the candidate has the right to, to interview that employer to see if they'll, their company would be a right fit for them. So I'm raising my right? hand here. Just a question though. So what if, what if a hiring manager it, w- with that question alone challenges you back and says, how did you come up with the number? Like, how do you answer the question? My research? Like, how do you answer that I mean, question? That's happened to me. Let's, that's yeah, happened to me. So how, when, do you, how did you when respond? I first, when I first started, that's exactly what I said. I mean, when I first got into my career, they're like, they try to negotiate my contract, obviously, for the lowest amount they could. And I, I, I said, no, I'm sorry, I won't go for less than this amount. And they mm-hmm. said, well, how did you come up with that number? And I said, well, based on my research, um, this is what the average and entry level employee in this field makes. Mm-hmm. And I believe that my skill set and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I went on about how I can enhance and I, I expect to, uh, to enhance my skill set and at the same time increase my salary. Mm. And, you know, I got the job. It doesn't mean they, they shouldn't they shouldn't look at that and say, oh, no, this person, they want too much or no, we can probably go somewhere else and get it for less. Get, get the same the same uh, integrity person for less. Right. I mean, you just got to be honest. And really, a lot of people ask me, like, how do you come up with a number? Research. We have so much. Uh, we have so much research resources so much, in, our, in our in our and who capabilities. Knows, like, and who knows yourself the best? You do, right? Yeah, you're 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 the, you're your best uh, judger, or is that <laughs> yeah. even a word? I don't know. It can but, be. Yeah. <laughs> but I <laughs> like, mean, like, the, like, like, it's hard to it's hard to put a price tag on your skill set. Yeah, I know that for for you as a person, when you look at yourself, yes, it could be hard to say I'm worth this much money. No, and I, but, you know what? I was taken aback. I got that question recently, and I was like, "What? What do you mean? I just told you that's ex- that's what I make at my current role." And I'm looking at, okay, that's my comfort level. I'm okay with that, but I'm okay with plus or minus. Um, and we can speak about it. But I got this response of like, no, but how did you come up with that number? I was like, do you want me to break down my monthly bills to you or something? Like, what are you trying to get at? Because I guess the tone and everything went into it too. But it was like really disturbing because, I mean, everything, every other like uh, behavior was also evaluated uh, during that interview. And when it came to this this question, the way it was posed, I was like, pardon me, why don't I ask you what budget you set aside to fulfill the talent that you're looking for, which I have, I'm interested in, and I'm telling you this is what I can offer. And you're shaking your head as if like, yeah, we're aligning, we're on the right, or we're on the same page. And all of a sudden you're gonna, you're gonna question the value or the price tag of it I've post why do you even ask that question then right and I, I, you know what it could be to be honest with you it could be um back in one of our, our earlier podcasts we talked about different interview strategies and questions that interviewers might pose to you that kind of take you off balance this definitely could be one of those where they want to see how you answer the question they want to see how you think about things critically right Hmm. That definitely mm-hmm. could be that. It, it probably wasn't even about the salary. It probably wasn't even about the dollar amount. Right. It was probably more about, okay, we're going to challenge her and we're going to see how she overcomes this, what her answers are, if she's actually thinking about blah, 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 blah. Right. You, you know what I mean? Interesting. Like, That's it could be, it could definitely be that. Yeah, mm. no, but I like never think that, that, that way. Pushing, right? Yeah. But, I mean, but looking at uh, also going adding to that uh like for one tip that i do is i actually i look at what the role is 
and then I try to understand the lay of the land before I give my number. Yeah. I'm measuring it based off of the amount of effort I would have to put on a day to day to be able to get it to specifically where they want the company to be, right? Like, so for example, I mean, I would want to know what is their definition of success and what is like this role they're hiring for a specific need and what they, they need it to get. They need a certain skill set to get them somewhere, right? So you want to understand what they have, what's going on, because that that's kind of important to me as well to like understand the lay of the land because then I would know like, okay, if I'm really like this, like I'm trying to reflect back on my skills and what I've done in the past to get to do what they're looking for. Mm-hmm. But it also helps that you understand and see, is this the right job? Is there too much work? Is there a lot of work? Is this something, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it kind of helps build the profile of the the company, company and the posting yeah. and try to understand what's going on. And, so, and I think I think what you're doing when you're in that process, you're trying to figure out, again, their values and you're trying to align that with your values and your skill set so you can in your head at least yeah. make a decision right you're doing you're doing like quick maths there you're you're when you're making that yeah when you're, na- when you're analyzing that way you're two plus of, two is four yeah exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah you know but i get what you're saying but i think i mean a line might not be the right word i think it's like you either you you're a match or you're not mm. in terms of value right so you don't yeah like aligning seems like you're compromising right. your like yourself but uh it's either you believe in the same stuff or you you don't you're just trying to think that's a fit right right you're treating exactly like and yeah, that makes sense. i mean like even even like like going to interviews is like it's it's a good way to gauge and figure out like yeah you got an interview and uh, i think a lot of hype uh-huh. there's there's a lot of hidden value in that because um a lot of hype in the sense oh i have an opportunity to work for this company but you should uh, like people should look at it as like you got an interview because something on that piece of paper has alerted them mm. right or got you past the computer generated screen but they, regardless <laughs> someone someone has had to look at it at afterwards right to be like okay let me call this person in right and then if i i believe like if they've called you in they see some sort of value and they want to find out more about this because they're looking for something on that piece of paper to bring you in so you have value right so, so like, on that note though Dean I feel I don't know if you guys have gone through this hold up but... hold up let me finish yeah. <laughs> damn it right right so I mean like the hidden value in a sense is like you have worth so you should recognize that as well as not all interview like you can go in but it's like the value is you're going to be learning from it right you're trying to find out and like sometimes you do an interview you killed it and it's not the right job for you because you do the you do the research you do your due diligence and you find out like this is not whether it's pay or the actual job description or something and and it's not what you're you're interested in right right so you could like you could potentially learn from that and be like hey I'm I'm looking out for these keywords and specifically this is not what I want but I think a lot of I've seen a lot of people like like growing up is like it's like oh I got an interview with this company or this company or that company and they're excited about it right yeah you should be doing your research beforehand but again it's until you put a face to that role 
like in terms of actually having a human connection and meeting people face to face, you're not going to be able to tell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's right? where and that's where the expectations come into play there, right? So, you know, before you go, you you touched on the feeling the before when you get before you go into the interview, when you get the interview, you're emailed or mailed or whatever called and said, oh, we want you to come in. You yeah. have that expectation now in your head of, oh, I'm excited or, oh, you know, this is going to go great and blah, blah, blah. And I think that's a topic that we can touch right. on in our next podcast. Yeah. Expectations where we did, we did hidden agendas, hidden values. Now we should probably look at uh, hidden expectations. But I wasn't done yet. I wasn't done yet. <laughs> a question was, though, before we wrap up, if I may, in the interview process, things have become so repetitive, right? Because now there's this whole efficiency process of getting the first phone call. It's not a face-to-face, it's not a human interaction anymore. So there's time from you connecting with that um, HR person and doing the first preliminary interview. And then if you make it past that, you get called in for an in-person. I feel like you get tested to see if you're consistent with your messaging, if you come across the same person as you did over the phone and then in person, and then you're trying to set an impression on multiple factors. And now I may tell you, I'm going through like four, four or five interview process, like uh, touch point processes, and you get jaded because you invest, you're invested in that. And as much as you're putting in the time to evaluate that company or impress them or not even impress them, show them your value. After five interviews, there's no feedback. There's no, oh, well, we could have caught it there or I had a feeling that it wasn't the right fit at this point. Like you're wasting time. It's Mm -hmm. a it's a wasted amount of time. And it's like as much as you perceive or you set a perception online of as a company these are our values and these are our motives and blah 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 and then you show up but then the environment that environment and that energy within that space gives you a different impression and you i don't know i've felt this many times where i'm super super excited i've learned about the company i show up and then midway through it's like my energy drops based on you know the people in the room or how they're they're being responsive or non-responsive or dismissive and it's like you're repeating the same question so how like you're not putting in enough work to dig in deeper to understand whether or not we are a good Mm -hmm. fit for one another yeah and the process has become very repetitive right so it's like it's very predictable in the sense are you really like from a company perspective like are, are they really getting the person they're interviewing or are they getting rehearsed answers they're getting robots and rehearsed right. answers right Facts. because no, if you combine yeah combine that with the fact that you're reading the posting and then like there's no like like the posting says one thing so you're rehearsing your answers to match the posting so you're more and the fact that people get excited about oh i got a job off opportunity or an interview i gotta kill and kind of thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i don't think people that I guess the hidden value in there is people gotta, I guess, I mean, I don't even know if there's hidden value, but for a company perspective, (laughs) like like a company needs to, I guess, maybe change it up because they might think they're in, they're getting someone. It's like a relationship Mm -hmm. when it starts off, like someone, like people are putting their best face forward. Mm -hmm. And then as you get in, it's like, oh, what the heck did I get into kind of thing, right? It's like... (laughs) 
and it's like it's like you'll see that right like you have people that they have the work persona and then they have the home persona and mm. it's like that in itself is another story or Gosh. another topic to talk about <laughs> And that Maybe. all goes down to hidden expectations, guys. I mean, you walk into something having an expectation, and you leave without the same, you know, feeling. So. If you ugly, just be proud of that ugly. Just say it. Exactly. <laughs> but thanks, guys. I think this was super awesome to really dive in deep. I think we touched upon a lot of tidbits of knowledge. I, I've learned a lot from both of you, and especially your ex- uh, experiences. Um, and how handling certain questions is not really what is presented on the surface level. There's so much more to it. On that uh, no. Did you have something okay. to say? Uh, did you have something to say there? Because uh, it sounds like you did. Uh, we should uh, we should um, end off with uh, the mask off song. Mask <laughs> off. Ah, I see. Well. Uh, right? Shout out to uh, that song and uh, moving on to the next statement. Of, right. Thank you for tuning in. We'll see you guys in the next episode. And thank you so much for always supporting us. Give us a shout if you or someone you know has uh, a, everybody has a story. We want to hear yours. Shoot us that message. Link us up on LinkedIn and uh, keep following New School of Thinking. Till next see time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we hope you enjoyed that episode. Uh, sorry about the audio blips here and there. Uh, we are working on it. But um, again, as Ren said, we'd love to hear from you. So hit us up on the new school of thinking at gmail.com. Reach out to us on Instagram. And um, you could message us individually, even on LinkedIn. We have a group there, so the new school of thinking. Keep in touch, comment, share, like, repost, and uh, give us your feedback. Until next time.